Brick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With HSC Midwest. For updated factual information, see hsc.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives. theme songs just a bare snippet of those classics that holds memories for lots of you and uh, we've got more time in our hands of course than we might like due to the COVID-19 pandemic and one thing we definitely need is a laugh and that means it's the perfect time to re-watch some of the comedy classics we grew up with or tune into some newer comedy gems that we haven't gotten around to watching yet but the big question is what is the best comedy of all time and I'm joined on the line by three good friends of the Limerick Today show Carl Spain, Sophie Latouche and Liam Ahern to try to maybe spark the debate more than uh, settle uh, the debate and the three of you are very welcome. Uh, Good morning to you. Uh, So um, we'll start off with the most difficult question maybe I've ever asked of anyone on this show. In your opinion, what is the greatest comedy TV show of all time? Let's start with you, Carl Spain. Uh, I'd like to answer the Tony Stark question. Uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to do that to me. <laughs> to ruin your quiz. Um, well, uh, in, in my my humble opinion, um, uh, it, 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 was, it was Seinfeld was mentioned, and I think Seinfeld is certainly in the, the conversation. But I love Curb Your Enthusiasm. There's ten seasons of it. It's from Larry David, who made. It was part of the creator of Seinfeld, um, but I don't think there's any right or wrong answer. You know, it's it's like I, Faulty Towers was mentioned. Gone. I remember as a child and as an adult, Lauren laughing listening to that. So many of those shows. It's almost like you're, you're, if you pick one, you're dismissing all the others, which I don't think you know is the case. People get angry. How can you not like that? You know, how can you not like that? That's that's the greatest show ever. Um, it's the one thing that makes people angry is comedy. If you dismiss what they love, um, so if they go, "Oh, I love that," and you go, "Nah, not really like that," it, it people get uh, genuinely can get really angry. But um, I, all those shows I mentioned are great. It's, uh, in my opinion, it's up to whatever you like yourself. But if I had to pick one, it would be Curb Your Enthusiasm. So there's a, a rambled, long answer to a very easy question. <laughs> what about you, Sophie? Hi, Joe. Hi, um, how are you? I'm good. Well, I think Derry Girls wins it for me, right? I I honestly, when I watched it, I just identified so much with the whole dynamic of it. And I think when when you think, I suppose, of comedies, I think the comedic side of things is when you can relate to it and you're actually like, okay, I've been there or I've heard someone say that. So for me, hands down, it's Dairy Girls. I think they're brilliant. Like, um, Yeah, so it's Dairy Girls for me. Protestants are British and Catholics are Irish. So that's actually a difference. Quite a, well, quite a big difference. 
If that's okay, we can write that down. Now, back to similarities. Yes. Uh, Protestant servitor. Okay, so that's another difference. And I'm not sure that's actually... I mean, is that true? I would say so. Mm, yeah, I suppose that's fair enough. Yes, great. Off you go. Catholics really buzz off statues and we don't so much. I do enjoy a good statue, it has to be said. So again, what we have there is a difference. Oh, Protestants like to march and Catholics like to walk. Okay, can we just... Jenny, could you just... Oh, you've already written it down, have you? Great, thank you, Jenny. I just want to pause and think about what's in here. What about the fact that we all feel and love and hope and... Write this down. We all cry. We all laugh. We all dream. So I just want to think along those lines for a moment. Okay. Catholics watch RTE. Protestants love cleaning. Protestants are taller. Catholics have more freckles. Protestants hate ABBA. Okay, thank you. Let me just rephrase slightly. Can you think of anything that unites every single person in this room? Is there anything that we all want? For this to be over. And we'll wrap it up there. <laughs> the brilliant Derry girls there as oh, Sophie's Choice. Very Sof- good. Sophie's very Choice. Good. They should make a movie out of that. Um, <laughs> uh, what about you, Liam Ahern? What's your favourite of all time? Uh, I, I suppose I've been thinking about it over the last couple of days, Joe, and I've changed my mind umpteen times. Everything that uh, you, you mentioned in, in the preamble, but for me, it has to be Father Ted. Um, 25 episodes of it ever made, three series, and for me, that goes down as the greatest sitcom ever made. Um, Faulty Towers would be up there with it, and I think it's the ones that have the shorter life spells that, for me, are, are the ones that uh, that I just enjoy the most, but, but Father Ted, for me, has to has to win out. Just the simplicity of it, but yet, it's it's just so, so brilliant, and no matter how many times you watch an episode of it, you'll still laugh at exactly the same part of it every single time you watch it, and Father Ted, for me, is the winner. Funland's coming to Craggy Island. It'll be here Saturday. Oh, yes, this is the fairground thing. (laughs) I wouldn't have much interest in that type of thing myself, to be honest. (laughs) They've got a spider baby. (laughs) A what? A spider baby. You know, it's kind of a freak show thing, you know. It's got the body of a spider, but it's actually a baby. (laughs) How is it a baby? Does it have a nappy on it or something? (laughs) No. Well, um, does it have the head of a baby? Um, no. Well, if it looks like a spider and it doesn't actually gurgle at you or anything, how do you know it's actually a baby? To keep it in a pram. <laughs> Dougal, are you absolutely sure about this? You're not confusing it with the dream you had or anything? No, honestly, I, I saw it on the news. Uh, honestly, I... Oh, oh, wait now, actually... Now did you say it? It was a dream, yeah. <laughs> have you been studying this like I told you? Oh, I have, Ted, I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that, but we should go anyway, Ted. Come on, it'll be great. Uh, last year I had to go with the horse riding and it was just fantastic. I didn't know you could ride horses. <laughs> well, it wasn't a real horse, Ted, like... Uh... <laughs> it was this old fellow with a saddle on him. <laughs> 
God, he, he must have been about 80, you know. But of course, he couldn't go very fast. Like, you know, I was kind of lashing him with the whip and all that. <laughs> couldn't get much of a response out of him, you know. And uh, how long were you up on him? Oh, I'd say it was about... Uh, about an hour. So, you were up on an 80-year-old man riding him around and whipping him for 60 minutes. You realise that image will stay with me for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Father Ted is Liam Ahern's uh, choice. Um, uh, I, after that clip, I, I feel this is slightly redundant, but why exactly was it so good? <laughs> I don't... I, I just think it was just so simple, Joe, in, in terms of there was no great one-liners to it in terms of, you know, nothing was really... It, it was just the simplicity of it all. And you had these completely off the wall characters you had the the old father jack priest you had the young simple priest if you want to call him that in in terms of uh, father dougal and then you had the the, the sane one of them all if alleged sane one of them all father ted who in himself was just a, a a fantastic character as well and i think dermot morgan made that his own and you know, you, you look back on, on Dermot Morgan's career and, and how off the wall he was and how ahead of his time he was for most things in terms of uh, his impersonations that he used to way back when. And now everybody seems to be doing impersonations of people. You know, he was just so ahead of his time. And I think the, the Father Ted was just ahead of its time as well. It was just absolutely fantastic. And as I say, the fact that there was only 25 episodes of it as well, uh, less is more, I suppose, if, if you like. Yeah, we're chatting to Liam Ahern, to Sophie Latouche and to Carl Spain about their favourite comedies of all time. You will note that for both uh, Sophie and Liam, I had a clip ready of their favourite comedies. Uh, we asked Carl, he gave us about 40 different ones and never mentioned Curb Your Enthusiasm, which he decided this morning was his favourite of all time. So I don't have a clip of Curb Your Enthusiasm as a consequence. Thank you, Carl. He's obviously oh, okay, getting ready Sophie's for the next election. Sophie's choice. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie's choice. You mentioned it, Joe. <laughs> Actually, it's an interesting question, though, that the point that Liam makes, and I know, I understand it's not a comedy, I have been watching it, but it's a big smash at the moment, normal people, and this discussion, should there be a second series, or do you just have to accept that some things are what they are for one series, and you move on? Well, I think that actually kind of goes back to, I know Friends obviously had 10 seasons, but the way that Friends was put across, I mean, they were talking about coming back again this year and everyone said it's not going to be the same so sometimes I feel like when it's just been such a hit maybe they should kind of leave it the magic to the magic you know and maybe not do another another season of it like mm-hmm. that's just my opinion though what do you think Carl? I think no I, I have no problem with things coming back um, I take Mike's point about Fawlty Towers and Father Ted but I, I would go the opposite way by them being so few episodes it makes it a little bit easier mm-hmm. you know that there's um, like was it 12 episodes of Fawlty uh, Towers and two, you know two seasons of Father Ted I think you know when something goes on longer that's what made me like Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm they literally exhausted the process you know with nine, ten seasons, whatever like that. Um, I've no problem with something coming back. If something comes back and it kind of fails, you go, you still, I, I, I wouldn't dismiss, I don't think it, dis, it makes the previous ten seasons bad. You know, it's going to get hammered by some people anyway, if anything. Like, there were, yeah, there was talk of a Friends reunion. Um, certain shows have a perfect end, 
perfect ending and a perfect shelf life, and it's probably best left alone. Obviously, Father Ted can't come back. Um, the great thing about it is, is it's timeless, like 40 Towers. You know, you can watch it over and over again. It doesn't date. You know, it's, it's just brilliant. Um, but, yeah, there's... Uh, yeah, I don't mind something coming back. I think because he'd love to see more of it. Uh, especially Friends. I think that Friends could certainly could do with another airing. Oh, thank God he, he mentions one that we have a clip for. Uh, we'll, go into, we'll go into the break with this and we'll continue our chat after that. If you've got a view, let us know. You can WhatsApp us or give us a shout. Hello. Joey, it's Ross. I need some help. Uh, Chandler's not here. Well, you can help me. Okay. Listen, I'm in Elizabeth's bathroom. Nice. No, I, I got really hot in my leather pants, so I took them off, but they must have shrunk from the, the sweat or something, or, or my legs expanded from the heat. I, I, I can't get them back on, Joey. I can't. Oh, that is quite a situation. Uh, do you see any, like, powder? Powder, yeah, yeah, I have powder. Good, good, okay. Sprinkle some of that on your legs. It'll absorb some of the moisture, and then you can get your pants back on. Yeah, hold, yeah, hold on. <laughs> They're not coming on, man. Um, you see any, uh, oh, Vaseline. Oh, I, I see lotion. I have lotion. Will that work? Yeah, sure. Throw some of that on there. Still, they're still not coming on, man. And the lotion and the powder have made a paste. Really? Uh, what color is it? What difference does that make? Well, I'm just... If the paste matches the pants, you can make yourself a pair of paste pants and she won't know the difference. We're chatting to three good friends of the Limited Today Show, Carl Spain, Sophie Latouche and Liam Ahern, to try and spark, if not settle, debate uh, around uh, the greatest uh, TV comedy series of all time. I hear you're a racist now, Father. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> How did you get interested in that type of thing? <laughs> said I'm a racist. Everyone's saying it, Father. Should we all be racist now? What's the official line the church is taking on this? No, no. Only the farm takes up most of the day, and at night I just like a cup of tea. I might be able to devote myself full-time to the old racism. Another brilliant clip from Father Ted, which is Liam Ahern's favourite. And Liam, you are a super fan of Father Ted. So we're going to put that to the test now and give you a, a quick little pop quiz on it. Good. See how uh, you get on. Um, according to Dougal's diary, what happened on July 19th? Oh, so many things. Snickers became marathon. Mm -hmm. um, the Ice Age ended. Mm -hmm. Uh, there was another thing, wasn't there? Galway. Oh, Galway liberated from the Indians. Very good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what film are Ted and Dougal forced to protest against? The Passion of St. Tibulus. What does Dougal attempt to give up for Lent? Rollerblading. Who does Brendan Grace play in Father Ted? Father Finton Stack. Wow. All right, so far. Uh, what does Bishop Brennan have a fear of? Rabbits. What's Mrs. Doyle's first name? Did we ever find that out? Apparently we did. I don't know, but it's in front of me. <laughs> Rose. 
What did you say, Sophie? Is it Rose? Uh, it wasn't Rose, no. Oh, Car- right, okay. Carl, do you know? Um, Pauline McLean. <laughs> 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 Apparently, it's Joan, uh, the character. Uh, who is Ted's arch nemesis, Liam? Dick Byrne. Mm. Uh, what are, is he the guy who keeps going off with the mobile phone and drive? No, am I that wrong? No, it's a different. Bar. Anyway, what oh, are that, the names? That, that, sorry, uh, Larry Duff. Oh, Larry oh, Duff. Larry does Duff. they see? <laughs> see, you know your stuff. Uh, what are the names of the couple who run the local shop? John and Mary. I love them. They're my favourite characters. Brilliant. Uh, who says I made the BBC? Henry Sellers. That was on last night on on RT two actually. What? That episode. It was. Yep. Uh, and which character's father? Sorry, I better get this right. <laughs> what? Sorry, which character fathers a number of very hairy babies on Craggy Island? Pat Mustard. Pat Mustard. That now, is. Do I win the thousand euro, Joe? No, because no, you only no. got nine out of ten. You have All to get right, ten yeah. out of ten. Thankfully, because I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> so I'm very pleased. You are. Uh, Carl, um, one thing that I'm allergic to myself is anything by Ricky Gervais. What do you make of Afterlife? Oh, I, I watched the first season of Afterlife and I thought it was very good, but I still think there's bits in it that aren't, that I didn't like. Um, I liked that clip from Friends that you picked because uh, one thing you'd know about is struggling to get into your letter trousers. True, um, true. I, I, I think, with, like anything, I mean, you mentioned Ricky Gervais, I think uh, The Office, as brilliant as it was, and it spawned so many, you know, office, US office and office all over the world, it was still something that divided people. I mean, Ricky Gervais can be divisive for comedy. I find him very funny. I think he's, uh, I think he's incredible. But um, it, it, again, it's 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 for each to their own. I, I'm very impressed with Liam's knowledge there. I, I was embarrassing going. All I could do was when he was answering, going, "Yeah, that's right." As opposed to shouting out an answer myself, I, I, I refuse to accept any any quiz element to this discussion. Uh, Sophie, um, Friends really has had a renaissance. I mean, it never went away, but you know, among teenagers, they seem to love it again. Yeah, I mean, well, it, it came back onto Netflix, I think. Yeah, I did. It, I did it go to HBO. It went to one of the networks, so everybody's rewatching it. But, like, as I said before, like, in Friends, everyone has the one person that they identify with. So I think, you know, all of their experiences and stuff like that, you resonate with that. And it it just makes it that more memorable. Um, And I suppose because the age that I'm at now, like they were... They were at that age, you know, when um, they were filming. So a lot of the issues that are coming up for them are very relatable, you know. Um, and they're just so funny as well, like. So yeah. funny. They're brilliant, like. You know, a lot of people feel that this is the classic of all classics. Yeah. Right, right. Here's the plan. I'll stand there and ask them if they want something to drink before the war. Before they lunch. <laughs> Award. Please allow me to introduce myself. I am the owner of Forty Towers. And may I welcome your war? Your war? You war? You war? You war? And hope that your stay will be a happy one. Now, would you like to eat first or would you like a drink before the war? Meaning that our trespasses will be uh, uh, tied up with piano wine. Sorry, sorry. Go on, go on, touch a shrapnel on the wall. Korean, Korean, oh, sorry, Korean. Thank you, we will eat now. Oh, good, please, do allow me. May we have two ex-mayonnaises? Certainly, why not? Why not indeed? We are all friends now, eh? A porn cocktail. All in the market together? 
Oh, differences forgotten, and no need at all to mention the war. Sorry, sorry. The prawn cocktail. Oh, prawn. That was it. When you said prawn, I thought you said war. Oh, oh, the war. Oh, yes, completely slipped my mind. Yes, I've forgotten all about it. Hitler, Himmler, and all that. Oh, yes, completely forgotten it. Just like that. Sorry, what was it again? A prawn cocktail. Oh, yes, Eva Prawn, yes. First, and Goebbels, too. He's not going to hardly remember at all. And I'm pickled Hank. Herman Goring, yes, yes. And Von uh, Ribbentrop's, that was another one. And four cold meat salads, please. Certainly. Well, I'll just get your hors d'oeuvres. Hors d'oeuvres, which must be obeyed at all times without question. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Will you please call your wife immediately? Zimov! Zimov! She's in the hospital, you silly girl! Yes, call her there! I can't! I've got too much to do. Listen, don't mention the war. I mentioned it once, but I think I got away with it all right. Faulty Towers welcomes the Germans. Uh, Carl, does it still stand up all these years later? And of course, it was just one series, wasn't it? Just 12 episodes. Two, two series of six episodes. Two series of six, yeah, was yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. That's the difference, I think, with the British and the American comedy. Like, the, the British seasons, a lot of them would be, like, The Office, you know, um, Phoenix Nights, lots of things would be just six episodes a season. Whereas in America, it you know, it can be anything. You know, they do 13, like they might do a quarter se- a quarter year. Or 26, they'll do half a year, um, which is, you know, a lot more pressure. But there's a lot more writers. There was just, um, it was just John Cleese and was it Connie Booth? The two of them wrote it. Um, so that, that was my point earlier that, you, you know, when there's, when you've less, you know, when it's, you know, if they had to go on for like 100 episodes, it would have lost a bit of its quality, I think. But I do think it stands up. I think it's absolutely um, there isn't a bad moment in the, those episodes. They're just absolutely fantastic. Um, and they're also quotable. Even as I'm listening there, going, I know, I remember it all. You know, you, you, I've seen it so many times. You, you, you remember it all, but it's, as I say, it's, it's, it's funny on repeat as well. Sophie. I've never, I've never watched Faulty Towers. Oh. oh my God. Really? Is that a thing? Hang, hang up on her, Joe. Hang up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think I'll actually, I think I'll do a little, um, a little day on watching it. Where would I get it? I think Does it's on one know? of the, the, the Netflix. Um, I might be on. Yeah, I think it is actually on Netflix. Um, and you just, you, you go watch it all in a day. That like, that's like, oh my God, that's like wasting it. Just savours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, I have to say, Carl, it is Sophie's choice ultimately. I know, Sophie's <laughs> choice is now not funny. <laughs> just one step too far that's why you're the professional comedian um, she's too young she's not even getting the Sophie's Choice reference. I know that <laughs> well apparently my father called me after Sophie's Choice so look and he actually he called a bone after after that he called it Sophie's Choice so he called it what? Go. we um we got a boat a few years ago and he called it Sophie's Choice very so, nice so cute See, there you go Carl I feel sorry for your poor brother <laughs> um Sophie, Modern Family uh, just finished after eleven series, uh, which is you know a, a lifetime in uh, American um, TV. Mm-hmm. What did you think of it? Do you know what I loved it because I loved again it was the dynamic of say the the gay couple that had the kids and stuff, and just I suppose it was just so funny because it wasn't your traditional type of a family setting, you know. And I suppose I came from a modern family myself. So I could identify again with all of it, you know, and just the comedy was brilliant. Sometimes I find American comedies a little bit cheesy and stuff, but it was bold enough that it was it still had a bit of like the the Irish kind of English humour in it as well, you know. Mm. It was brilliant. 
Liam Only Fools and Horses? Another classic. Um, quite a good lot of episodes of them. I suppose, for me, a, a good comedy series, Joe's, is probably just how recognisable certain quotes are. And I suppose from Father Ted, Faulty Towers, and, and even Only Fools and Horses, He Who Dares Wins, and This Time Next Year We're Going to Be Millionaires. You know, everybody, no matter who you were talking to, you could throw it into the middle of a conversation and it, it would draw a bit of a laugh because uh, I'm I'm great for, for just throwing out quotes of, of certain Father Ted's quotes and, and even the down with this sort of thing, careful now, it's used everywhere for, for people and it's just so common now and I suppose that's that's the mark of a good comedy in that you could mention a quote to anybody and they'd pick it up straight away and there'd, there'd be a bit of a smile on the face and even in the midst of a serious conversation you could just throw in a quote here and there and, and you know, it brings a smile to everybody but Only Fools and Horses is another classic I absolutely love it um, they, that's, that's one actually that was originally made and they came back and they managed to make a great job of, of a remake of it a couple of times and they've come back for a couple of Christmas specials over the, the years and that's, that's another one that's high up on my list of, of ones that, that I absolutely love Yeah, uh, John Joe, says Joe, sorry uh, to interrupt do you know it's Limerick Connection but Only Fools and Horses no that John Sullivan, the writer, I think he's second generation Irish, but I, there was some Limerick. In it. He was meant to have spent some of his youth working in the market in Limerick, oh. and that provided some of the inspiration for you know the the, the traders and stuff uh, for only pulls and horses. And Carl, since you mentioned work, I mean clearly for comedians and gigs and entertainers in general, it's a very tough time. Oh God, I used to do that years ago, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> It, it is. It's a, it's an awful time. It's uh, it's coming up in three months since I last stood on the stage. I'm doing bits online from the Roaching Dove in Galway. Um, we have a gig next week, next Friday night, with Rich Hall and um, Rich Hall, who uh, useless uh, sitcom trivia fact Moses Lack from The Simpsons was based on Rich Hall. And Mike Wilmot, a Canadian comic, no Simpsons character based on, but I always imagine that Bart Simpson growing up is Mike Wilmot. For those of you, very few people will get that reference. But um, yeah, so I'm doing stuff online, but uh, there's no money in it. Uh, but it still, you still get the kind of mild euphoria of feeling you've performed. Um, but but yeah, I'm only watching stuff now. That's all I am. I'm just like I'm just a civilian. Yeah, and, and you just don't know. I mean, as all of us are in the same boat, when you're going to get back on stage and when the whole sector will open up again. Yeah, could, could I come in? Could, could I come in on the radio and just do some stuff? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're barely hanging on ourselves in here now, Carl. Could I do it in the car park? Could I do it in the car park? You get socially distanced. Socially distanced. Uh, and then I know, obviously, Liam, you normally would be in the middle of the GA season uh, doing commentary work. Uh, that clearly isn't happening right now. Uh, and then with your other hat on, you're involved in the auctioneering and property business. So what's happening there? It's uh, Look, I suppose it's it's kind of uh, two industries that have gone pretty quiet. But, but look, um, from the sport point of view, uh, I just hate Sundays nowadays, Joe. <laughs> They were my favourite day of the week, and and now just it's it's just absolutely, uh, you know it's 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 tough every Sunday and every weekend when when as you say you'd normally be on the road going out and about. But look, 
people's uh, public health is, is the main concern at the minute and they're talking about maybe later in the year a bit of sport coming back which would be great and I think everybody needs something to, to give them a lift at this stage but public safety has to come first and just in terms of the day job then um, I suppose it's, it's difficult these days uh, we're still working away behind closed doors kind of the, the normal interaction isn't happening that, that, that would normally happen but we're hoping that restrictions might uh, see us uh, come back to some degree of normality in the, in the next phase, phase two of, of the opening so fingers crossed for that and look I suppose there's, there's a lot of doom and gloom in terms of house prices forecasts and all of that out there but uh, let's hope it won't be as, as bad as what they're saying. I personally can't see how it can be if, if on one hand the construction industry are saying that prices, the cost of building houses is going to go up. I can't see then how the price of houses is going to fall in, in, in the long term. But look, all of that, we're, we're clearly in uncharted territories, un, untraveled waters, completely different to even the last recession that we had in Ireland. So we'll just have to wait and see. But hopefully it's not going to be as bad as what people are, are predicting. What about you, Sophie? Well, as an event manager, Joe, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah it, I'll be honest now, it really made me question my career, to be honest. And I remember years ago when the recession hit, I was just turning 18. I, I was turning 19 and, like, you know, I kind of have realised that, okay, I went down the marketing and events route, but when everything comes back to basics, um, marketing is always the first thing to go and obviously now with the health crisis um, you know events are definitely gone so I'm in the middle of looking up different courses online I'd love to get into a bit of life coaching I think and it kind of ties in with the podcast and stuff um, as well so I'm just looking at my options but I'm taking I'm just kind of taking the time and enjoying it for the break that it is um, because there's nothing we can do you just have to surrender to it and just pivot and make changes do you know what I mean because if you try and fight it you're not going to win you know yeah Absolutely. Well, listen, oh. I, I, I want to thank all of you. I want to thank Mike, uh, who Carl introduced in the conversation halfway through. We don't know who he is, but uh, somebody <laughs> Carl knows well. Uh, but thank you to Carl Spain, uh, to Sophie Latouche and to Liam Ahern. Uh, we'll keep asking you for your favourite comedy TV series uh, throughout the rest of the show. So WhatsApp us on 086-123-9595 and we'll go uh, into the break with another clip of Derry Girls. Shut the short holes, let's go. Nobody move. You better do as I say, or... Or what? Or there'll be consequences. Such as... We'll, we'll beat you up. Wonderful. Really, Michelle? Go on, then. What? Beat me up. Well, not now. After school. We'll beat you up after school. Grand, I'll meet you after school and you can beat me up. What's happening exactly? I'll bring my sister, Mandy. You might know her. Mandy O'Connell. She's an upper sack. Like Mandy. Like Mandy's her sister. That's right. Retreat. Listen, I think there's been a wee bit of a misunderstanding. Thought you might say that. Now f*** off. Right, we'll do. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With HSC Midwest. For updated factual information, see hsc.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives.